We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Their new CEO, as you know, the ownership changed. You know that Joe Zai, who is the uh, Alibaba guy, now owns the team. I'm sure you're aware of that now. If you didn't, I don't know where you were during the whole China thing. I mean, so I'm sure you realize that. Uh, so you had a big change here at the Barclays Center. Now the guy running it is David Levy, who is also connected to the, uh, the fan because he sits on the board for Intercom, which owns the fan. So, uh, David, <laughs> welcome. How are you? So, he's Mike, a guy. How you doing, pal? Nice to see you. How's everything? Thanks for having me. All right. So, uh, a big turnover here. Um, how, how many months ha- has it been since you took over? It's only been four weeks, believe it or not. Is that, it's only been four weeks? Four weeks. And one week we were in China. So it's been three weeks here and one week Well, that China. was like a lifetime <laughs> dealing with that because, I mean, that, 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 that in itself, you know, having the – I guess was, was Joe Tsai the first uh, person from that part of the world to have any – NBA ties at all? Has it, has it been an first, owner? Yeah, at, first, is, no. He's the first Chinese yeah, owner. I mean, right? obviously, we I know he's from Taiwan, but yeah. I mean, he's the first Chinese owner of of any note, right? Yes, I don't know if yes. there was a minority owner or anything. No, so he's the first guy took over for Prokhorov, who was like the secret agent when he was the you know, <laughs> you know and, and I and I never uh, there were other reasons why I never came That's to the Barclays Center. It's my first time here, but Prokhorov the day he took over the team, I interviewed him. Oh really? Yes, he did oh. an interview with me. Yeah. Sat for an interview. Oh my god! And it was like James Bond. It was like he really, you know, he had this image. The whole thing. It was a. He was a character. He, he was really, a character. Really was a character. And immensely, but he, loved, but he loved the team. He did. He really did. And now Josiah, who I. I'm a guy who watches CNBC every morning. I like to invest, so I'm very familiar with Alibaba. I'm very familiar with Josai. So, I mean, this is a dynamic guy to have yes. as an owner. This it, is a – It really is. I know people, wherever you are right now on Hong Kong and China, I don't care. Okay, I don't, I'm not getting into that right now because that's yeah. – you know what? I understand that's a very ticklish situation, and sure. I'm not expecting people to care. I'm not expecting people to be on one side or the other. I don't care. But this guy as an owner, forget that part is a dynamic businessman. I mean, this yeah. guy, what he's done has been unbelievable. Yeah, and how he's focused on where he's building his company, Alibaba, and right. where he thinks he can take the nets, right. uh, not just from uh, domestic, but even on a global basis, and build his brand not just domestically here, but build it on a, on a national Was he a basis. surprising guy to buy? I mean, did he come out? Was he a guy looking for a team for a long time? Was it known that he was no, a guy I, looking I, for a team? You've been no. around the NBA for a long time. I have, Turner, 32 was, years. Was he a guy that Joe Sine no. was a... a no, was, but no? I think you're seeing a lot of these different uh, teams, whether it's the NBA or the baseball or NFL, uh, there's a lot of money out there globally, and there's right. opportunities now to come in and look at these these teams. And and the teams valuations are, are going up crazy. Hey, teams are worth a lot, of and they're going to go up even more as sports betting becomes more and more prominent. And streaming, because and streaming, streaming, right? As you know, and and Joe knows the you know the the opportunities Absolutely. around digital, yep. uh, and the opportunities around social. And uh, this is where we're going to build the team. And Alibaba is one of the biggest companies in the world. I mean, it's an, it's it's basically, folks, the Amazon of China is what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, what in it essence. Is. Uh, um, uh, for you, 
the attraction uh, of now. Let me tell folks, you were the guy at Turner all these years. As a matter of fact, you yes. probably worked with the guy who brought me to CBS as a kid, and that's Kevin O'Malley. So, oh, yes. I love Kevin. Well, O'Malley. Kevin was the guy who hired me. Boy, that's that's a name from the past. Kevin O hired me in 1981 to come to CBS. They had just won the rights to the NCAA tournament, and they didn't have anybody who knew any. And they had just started college football for the first wow. time in 25 years. Wow! And they said. And uh, and I knew Kevin through a mutual friend, and he said, "Listen, I need you to come to the to the CBS because we need someone who knows college football and college basketball." And he hired me, and then I also went and did the NFL Today, and became very close so, with Musburger. So, but it was Kevin O'Malley, so who was the guy get, who brought me so in 1980 you, to, to to CBS. So I got to tell a Kevin O'Malley story then. So, uh, and probably one of the biggest deals that Turner ever did was the NCAA tournament, sure. March Madness, which we negotiated in 2010 with our partners at CBS and our first airing of the tournament, which we aired all four games on four different channels um, with CBS in 2011. He was a consultant for the NCAA. Sure. So Kevin Malley was the consultant. Yep that uh, the NCAA was using for when they were outbidding for this process. Because he had done every deal on the other side. Correct. Right. Correct. And he was a very, very good uh, proponent of having Turner and CBS do this deal. So I don't know whether he was the only person, the reason why we got it, but certainly he was one of the pieces of the puzzle. And I'll always be thankful for what he did because that, that was a turning point for Turner Organization. Yeah, because my understanding was, having been through that, and I was at the network uh, with the tournament. I did the tournament with those guys for 16 years. And, you know, the last 12 I was on air. Um, and uh, my understanding was the NCA was so much – they were so happy with CBS, but when it outgrew CBS, they went out and tried to find a partner. They did. Because they didn't want CBS to lose it. They wanted to find a, a partner, so they went and found you guys as a suitable partner, and you guys have, have, have teamed very well yeah, with them. And, and we actually created a whole different concept yes. around the NCAA. And put Charles Barkley on every commercial yeah, in America yeah. during March. <laughs> Charles and Reggie and all yeah. the guys. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, so that, you know what? It's worked out well, and then putting it on the – basically you became – instead of them switching games, you guys – switch. now you sit in the living room and you're your own switcher because you, you decide what game you well, want to watch. Well, you used to have regionals, right? Right. They used to have regionals. Right. And so if you wanted to watch Duke play the entire game and Duke was a blowout, you couldn't watch no. it because CBS switched would switch off. switch it, yeah, but, but except now, the point-to-point point places where they weren't allowed to switch, right, you know, right, right, right. where the crazies would call up. Right. But you know how it works. So it, now you became your own director. Right. You just so, have your so own network. So TV, TBS, TNT, right. and CBS. We ran all the games all at the same very time. Very smart idea. Yeah. It very, was very, it, very it, smart was, idea. it was evolution. And by the way, the sales organizations, the way the deal structure was set was never – I don't think anybody will ever do this again. It was all pulled in. So it didn't matter. It was also it didn't matter where the revenues came from, whether it was CBS or whether it was Turner. All the revenues were pulled in from an advertising perspective. Oh, really? So, okay. so what that meant was, if there was a blowout game on CBS, you might hear the announcer say, "You know what? This is a blowout. Go to TBS and right. watch that game. It's all, it's a tie score." So it was a we're in the history. Effort. We're in the history of television. We had Never. somebody say. Go to another channel. Yes, and like share announcers. Leave here. And, yeah. and yeah. share announcers, which yeah. you did too. So there was exactly. a very cooperative effort. There's no question. But, but it's changed a lot. I mean, uh, you know, now you, there's a lot more, there's a lot less uh, competition. In the old days, CBS and NBC would never agree to, they, they would never do help each other in any way no. in the old days. No. Uh, now there's a lot of cooperation among the networks. Well, there's, yeah. Well, there's, there's relationships that yeah. are built over years and, um, 
a lot of the networks, you know, they, they share properties, whether you're sharing the NFL or sharing the NBA or sharing the NCAA. So there's a lot of sharing of content and processes, and a lot of times the commissioners ask them to, to work together more closely, and that's what is happening. Talking with David Levy, he's the CEO of, uh, of uh, the Nets and also of the building. Uh, yeah. What was – you had a big job. You brought – as an example, you saw what was coming. You brought breach report to Turner. Yes, okay, I did. Uh, yeah. which I know you did. Uh, you saw the where the business was heading there from yep. the, from that social, uh, yes, social digital. streaming, yep. digital, the whole thing. You were ahead of that curve. What made this job attractive for you? First of all, um, what Kenny and Sean have built here, which the culture, the winning attitude with the team. Uh, I think Joe, being the new owner, and what he believes we can take this team and where it can go. Um, the, this building um, is... Did you know uh, Josiah at all? Or was, so or, I did. Or I they, met Joe. Did somebody... Sell, did very, somebody uh, was there a headhunter involved? Ve- very what? interesting how I met Joe. Um, we launched a product. Um, we. I'm, not, I'm no longer at the organization. Right. But uh, Turner launched a product called BR Live, which is an over-the-top product. Okay. Uh, one of its first um, properties was the National Lacrosse League. The NLL. Okay. Okay. And Joe Sai owns a team called the San Diego Seals. Wow. And I went down to the board meeting, uh, met Joe, and we stayed close uh, wow. for the last Good two years. Good guy to stay close. Yeah, to very two guy. And then when this opportunity came up, um, and I'm also a part of Joe Sai Sports and Blue Pool Capital, uh, where we're doing investments into media and entertainment. And so the investment side. By using this infrastructure, we can invest in technology that we can actually expose in this building and prove that the technology works and then use it in arenas across the country. You know, we're heading into such a new world now. You know, um, I, I said this, I was on uh, Cheddar about two months ago. Okay, doing an interview. Look at you talking there. Okay, so I was there and I told the guys there, both people interviewing me were like half my age, and I said, if I was. 25 years younger, I'd mortgage my house to, to buy an esports franchise. I said I would actually mortgage my house to do it. Really? That's how big they're going to be. Yeah. They are going to be that big. It's going to be enormous. It's going to be interesting to see how our professional leagues marry the esports, though. That's going to be fascinating to watch. Yeah. We, uh, you know, we're looking at esports from the Joe Sai Sports perspective. I In think fact, you should. We're, we're, we're looking at a team as we speak. Um, you know, there, there hasn't been a monetization strategy yet that has actually worked in, in the esports space right now. Right. Um, but that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. In fact, I believe that there are probably four sports businesses that if you're going to take a look from a global perspective, what's going to expand and grow. I think soccer is going to be one. NBA is going to be one. And I think esports is going to be one. And probably, you know, combat sports, MMA and, and, and boxing and things like that right. from a global perspective. Those are the four. And esports is one of them. Uh, esports could yeah. have 100 million people watching an event. W- easy. Yeah. Easy. And, and, but the monetization of it is still in play because a lot of the money's made in TV. Yep. And nobody knows yet whether esports is a TV property because it's a digital property. Yep. So it's got to be made in arenas. It's got to be made. I think sports betting, peer-to-peer betting for esports is probably going to be a big opportunity. So I think the betting side of esports w- w- will grow. Obviously, if you own the IP itself, the gaming itself, you make money. But professional teams have to figure out how they're going to make money long term. But I think peer-to-peer betting is also going to be a big opportunity. What do you see for arenas? You know, it's fascinating. Uh, one of the NFL owners said to me recently, the hardest thing we're going to have in the future is, a re- is giving the people a reason to come to the arena. You know, mm-hmm. the game gets better at home. It's comfortable. 
soon you're going to be able to call your own shots on yeah. TV. I yeah. mean, you, you know, you know that's coming. <laughs> yes. You know, so we know the technology, the TVs, and everything else. You're going to have. He says we're going to have to enhance the experience in the 100%. arena. Consumer experience is number right. one. Is going to be. What, what do you think is going to be the key to that? And as you, I'm sure you discuss it every day. Uh, do you think it's going to be? individuals betting at the seats do you think it's going to be uh, uh, you sports know? books at the arena individual uh, yeah, betting uh, in the seats yeah, little little places in the uh, arena 5g 5g yeah. in the arena has to come in has to happen, quicker right quicker yeah. faster the right so you got to wire all the buildings yeah. right for, for but do you see that do you see the betting you see the betting coming into the arenas then right 100% i do too i do you think it'll be that you'll have to get up and go to a little portal or do you no. see it at your seat no you're going to have to have the Quality 5G in the arena, so you can bet right from your seat. Mobile, right mobile from your betting, seat. right? Mobile from your betting. Seat. Right. I mean, you know what happens right now in New York is because you can't bet in New York mobile, you have to go to the New Jersey, New Jersey side. New Jersey, right now. So a lot of people, and soon Pennsylvania, a lot, a lot of people online. get in their yeah. cars in the morning on Sunday morning, cross the George Washington right. Bridge, place their bet, and come back. Absolutely. And imagine when it's in New York, which is going to happen, you know, sooner. I don't know exactly when, but you know, there, there's people always lobbying against it. I know, but we'll see what happens. But you think the that that whole betting experience, which is now there, the leagues have now yeah. embraced it. They don't run away yeah. from it anymore. And aren't you going to feel better that you're in a crowd, that you can bet in a crowd? I mean, you're going to have a good consumer experience in your building as this all develops. And then, and then listen, food and beverage has got to get better. You know, paying for food and beverage, having a cashless system. Um, all those things are going to take place in these arenas. So, and so, do you you think it uh, is is the betting going to be the biggest enhancement for the arena? You think that's going to be the biggest key? Uh, it's it's one of the key pieces. I don't think it's the biggest. I mean, ultimately, you have to have a great experience. You have to have easy parking. You have to get in. You have what to what is the parking. biggest complaint you get from a fan? Uh, 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 Too uh, early for me. I'm up, I mean, three you weeks. haven't <laughs> had that yet, right? You haven't. That hasn't happened they, yet. They've been hugging me since I've been here. There you go. So, I mean, but you know, the the tickets are expensive. We know that, but that's in everything. I mean, everything, you know, Broadway, whatever, concerts. Yeah. Tickets are expensive for a lot yeah, of events. Yeah, but there's just the price tickets in this building right. where you can come in and, and get a value, a good value ticket. How are you doing now? You guys, when you took over, sales are great. With a low, you guys were the worst attendance in the league, I believe, when you took over, right? I don't know if we're the worst, but we're we, right we, at the we, bottom. We were, we, were, we were near the bottom. Is yes. it doing well? Very well. And we, you, we, well, now yeah. you have stars to sell, which helps. Number one, you have big stars to sell. Yeah. But uh, I mean, uh, that had to be worth a lot just even having. You know, you have I mean, Irving on the court, but even having I mean, Durant in, in, in fold that he's going to be here is going to be an enormous deal. Yeah, we got, you know, it, we anticipate we're going to make the playoffs this year. And again, you make the playoffs this year, and then you have Kevin Durant the following year. Um, you know, from a sales perspective, and you talk about tickets, uh, we are like 72% ahead of where we were last year at this time. That's a huge increase. 72%? In yes. Wow, that's unbelievable. In, in ticket sales. That's a, Now, listen, I would think it'd be large because of the star quality. I mean, listen, it's a star league, and winning is the – you know. people always say to me, you know, this franchise, I say, hey, win – all you have to do is win in, in sports. It makes it, it easier. It, it, it makes my job easier. It doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> just win. You know, that's makes my it. job It easier. changes everything, yeah, you know? But I guarantee you that guys who want to come to you and get on TV every year, what'd you tell them? Yeah, win. Win. Uh, that's that, right. right? That was, it's so funny you say that right. because I have had coaches and I had right. owners my call me My team never TNT. gets on, my, right? My, how come my team doesn't play? I go, it's very simple. Win, yeah. and you'll that's get it. on. That's it. Why is this team always on? Well, they win all yeah, the time. Right. Why are the Patriots on all the time, right? They win. You know, the, now, there's a couple why of the exceptions. Better? Right. Well, there's a couple of exceptions. The Cowboys are a little bit of a unique team, you know, from that yeah, standpoint. Yeah. Uh, but the point is, you win, you're on. That's basically how it works, it you makes, know? Makes Golden State is the perfect example. That was the 
deadest NBA franchise for how long? Yeah. That was the people hated that franchise. They didn't even like to travel there. They didn't even like their players to go to there because of the drugs in Oakland. Yeah. Do you know that that franchise became the biggest thing in the world? Yeah. No. Uh, listen, there are strong brands that if they go have a quality player that comes back very quickly. Boston is a big brand, and you know, no and, and Chicago is a big yep. brand. But right now. Chicago is not playing as well as they could have played over the past couple of years. But ultimately, what I love about the NBA, and this is true, they've got a lot of teams that have quality players across the league. And, you know, in football, the NFL, you know, most teams, because of the fantasy and everything else, they're going to they're gonna get a pretty strong rating on any night on any team. The NBA is starting to get to that level where almost any night what team is playing, they're going to get a strong rating because the teams now have got quality things in every market. Including, you know, including New York with, with Brooklyn right now. Well, the NBA has done, uh, and we're talking with David Levy, the CEO of the Nets and also the Barclays now. The NBA has done an incredible job of marketing their players, much better than the other leagues. Uh, and I don't know why. For some reason, they have adapted the social media better Huge. than, by far, better than, my, you know, my kids who are coming to games tonight uh, are 12 and 14, my boys. And... They know every sport, and they know teams in every sport, and they know players in every sport. But they know more about the NBA players and individual stuff. And the sneakers is a big part of it. Yeah. And social media is a big part. Those guys well, are on social media all the time, those yeah. players. Yeah, that went back almost to the David Stern days <clears throat> when they used to do sign deals with the, uh, with the advertising for sponsors uh, when you became an official NBA sponsor. Part of that deal is they had to expose the players within their commercials. It was part of the contract. And so you started to see players in a lot of these commercials, which they buy national television time, outside of a sporting event. You may see it in prime time on NBC or CBS or TBS or TNT. So that started early with David. And then the, 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 um, what Adam Silver has done has been very open and, and, and allowing these players to use Twitter and use all these social capabilities where some of the other leagues were sort of tight tight on those issues. And so that allowed the players, the NBA players, to get more comfortable using social and put them out on a global basis. And if you look at Q scores of who's most popular, you have soccer players right. and you have NBA players. NBA players are all on first name basis with yeah. the fans. It's first names. It's yeah. all for, and that's how you can tell. Just now first there's names. an advantage. I mean, you know, they don't wear helmets. They don't wear helmets. They don't They're wear helmets. Issues. But you know what? A perfect example. Look how badly Mike Trout has been has been you know brought right. to the nation. No right. one knows Mike. Nobody Trump. knows. You could walk down. He's he walk best down. Best player in the world. Right. Nobody knows him. Walk down Broadway and no one really. No knows. one would know who he was. And that's yeah. the perfect example of it. NBA has done a great job in that. We talk with David Levy, the CEO of the Nets. You have obviously come in. Or the team has come in, gotten Durant, gotten Irving. Knicks haven't gotten those players. The Knicks are in a very tough spot and they haven't gotten better. Uh, it's a great time for Brooklyn. Do you actually? believe you know being the second team in, in this town is hard it, there's yeah. no question i mean the knicks have have generations advantage yes. they've and, and they play in the world's most famous arena they and do. they're the new york knicks they do. how about being the second team and and what do you think there's limitations because it's brooklyn and it's the nets or you don't believe in limitations i don't believe in limit i mean you know what it's easy to get to the bark center <laughs> you know subway system things of that nature i mean ultimately we've got a great team if we win on well, the most court, of your fans from brooklyn no, we or get Queens, fans from they're, they're, you get Manhattan, a lot of Manhattan fans. Long, you know, Manhattan, Long Island, Westchester, and, and Brooklyn, obviously. So you get you're getting from you're drawing fans from everywhere. Everywhere, okay. Everywhere. So uh, is there a predominant area where your fans are coming uh, from? Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Bro Brooklyn, and New York. 
What, what, in Manhattan. What, okay. In Manhattan. And Long Island, yes? Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, we get Long Island, we get Long Island, we get Westchester as well. Because the LAR does come here, so yeah. that's part yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. And obviously the hockey situation with yeah. that. With that. Um, yeah. But there's no, there's no real, listen, there's no real problem being the second team in the second market. Ultimately, you know, look what's going to go on with the Clippers and the Lakers. That's going to be a great rivalry forever. I think the Knicks and, and Brooklyn is going to be a great rivalry, and there's enough people in this city and these towns and these boroughs to, to root for both teams. What, as far as the building, um, how many days a year is the building active? 285. 285. That's remarkable. Yeah. Out of yeah. 365, 285. Yeah. How many would you consider to be? I mean, be, there's concerts. And how many would you consider to be major events? 285? I mean, no. We, no how no, how no, many no. is a major event? Like a concert, a major, like a sellout concert. How I, many concerts do you have in here? I don't know how, I don't know the number of concerts. Yeah, we have a lot. We have a lot of concerts. I would say that this building, uh, you know, 120 of the nights are probably major, major nights. I mean, we've got, you know, ultimately we hope we make the playoffs and there's more nights of NBA right. games and things of that nature. And then you have concerts and, and other venues and, and conventions. And we have the NCAA and, you've, and we've got, you know, uh, the A-10 tournaments. Right. There's a lot of things that goes on in this building. Um, was there anything that was a drawback that – is there anything that gave you pause about taking the job? You know um, – there are three things that I looked at before I take this job. Um, one was, was I going to have a passion for what I was going to do next? And I have a passion for the NBA. I've been involved with Adam Silver since, you know, he was even deputy commissioner and, and kind of grew up with a lot of the owners and, and, and presidents. So I, I, I love the sport itself. Number two was I wanted to make sure I wanted to work with somebody who I thought uh, I could work with. And I spent a lot of time knowing Joe and spent some time with him over the summer and talking about his philosophies and what he wanted to do and where he wanted to build his team for. And, of course, getting, uh, getting KD and KI was, was huge. Uh, and then lastly, were we going to be set up for success? Was Joe going to give us the resources, the people, the infrastructure? And the answer is yes. Is he so, hands-on? Do you spend a lot of time with I that? am. I must, you know, listen, we, we both, you know, he bought this team September 19th, and I came on board September 19th. So we're, we're kind of learning this thing together. Well, listen, congratulations. And how, have, how long have you been on the Intercom board? Uh, I was on the Intercom board three years. Three years? Yes. Right, yes. And, 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 I, and I love having being a part of it. That's well, all. That's good. <laughs> well, listen, good luck. Thank uh, you very much. Congratulations coming to town. Thanks very Appreciate much. It. Thanks Appreciate for having it. me. My pleasure. David Levy, back after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.